Greg. Hello and welcome to the Day Day Podcast where we talk all things basketball, wrestling, and other things if I want to. Today I'll be talking about the WWE draft that has happened over the past Raw and SmackDown. I don't know when this was supposed to uh, be recorded, but yeah, I record. Yeah, I'm recording this and upload this at you know the same day. Yeah. Uh, this is already Friday, and you know SmackDown is tomorrow, and kind of want to see the development, but th- what happens after this draft? But we're gonna wait a little bit, and I like that. Um, so let's get right down to it, I guess. Yeah, let's not wait any further. Uh, so much has happened. Uh, I'll be running down both rosters. Uh, before we talk about any of them uh i have uh rearranged them from uh men's singles division women's division and tag teams and i included uh some tag teams that uh use like you know uh the managers are also wrestlers so it's fine so anyways um smackdown let's run it down a little bit uh the people who got drafted in smackdown is ron reigns drew mcintyre Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, Ricochet, Cesaro, Ridge, Holland, Sami Zayn, Drew Gulak, and Mace. And then for the women's division, it's Charlotte, Naomi, Shasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Zaylee, Aaliyah, Tony Storm, Natalia, and Shotzi. And for the tag teams, we have Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods of the New Day, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, Hit Row. Which is Isaiah Swerve Scott, B Fab, Ashante the Altanis, and Top Dala. The Usos, Jimmy J, King Nakamura, and Rick Boogs. Eric and Ivar of the Viking Raiders. Angel Garza and Alberto Carrillo. Mansur and Mustafa Ali. And Jinder Mahal and Shanky. And then for Raw, it is going to be uh, for. The men's singles division, Big E of the New Day, Edge, Keith Bearcat Lee, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley of the Hurt Business, Seth Rollins, Damian Priest, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Karrion Cross, Gable Stevenson, uh, Gable Stevenson, sorry, uh, Akira Tozawa, Drake Maverick, John Morrison, R Truth, Reginald, T Bar, Jackson Riker, The Miz, and Veer. Ooh, that's a lot of names. Uh, Okay, for the women's division, uh, it is Bianca Belair, uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, Dewdrop, Nia Jax, Selena Vega, Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Mia Yim, Tamina, and Tegan Knox. And for the tag teams, we have Randy Orton and Riddle, RK Bro, Ray and Dominic Mysterio, AJ Styles and Omos, The Street Profits, Montez for D'Angelo Dawkins, Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, Otis, Apollo Cruz, and Commander Aziz, The Dirty Dogs, Dolph Ziggler, and Ro- Robert Roode, and Cedric uh, Alexander and Shelton Benjamin of the Heart Business. So I kind of want to start with uh, the people who didn't get drafted first. Uh, uh, people who are not in this pool are uh, due to injury. Are Asuka, Bailey, and Elias, and then Lacey, El- Lacey Evans, who is also on maternity leave, and then the people actually got undrafted is Eva Marie, which I mean, 
I don't know what she's doing after this. So it's probably just you know, just a do drop thing, and then after that she leaves. Uh, I think that's basically it. I, I don't know why she's undrafted. Uh, Shane Torn, which WWE hasn't used since uh him getting separated from Retribution. Uh, Grand Metal Lake and Lindsay Dorado, which I mean WWE hasn't used since Clash of Champions, uh, which is a little bit longer than Shane Torn, and then Brock Lesnar, who says, you know, I want to do what the fuck Brock Lesnar wants, which is, I mean, it's Brock Lesnar, so yeah, yeah, he doesn't care about this whole bullshit, like you know, he's gonna be here for like what three nights, yeah, yeah, I don't care, he doesn't care, so it's fine. Okay, yeah, I think it's fine. Free agent, you know, Brock Lesnar as a free agent is very, very entertaining. You know, Brock Lesnar right now is actually very entertaining. He's more entertaining than, uh, you know, when he held the Universal Championship. Uh, no, no, the, the last one, the most recent one. The one where he cashed in the money in the bank. I think that was uh, nonsensical. Uh, yeah, I didn't really like that Brock even though you know uh Brock Lesnar uh tried everything he can to make himself entertaining and I like that I like this Brock more you know dude just doesn't give a fuck and does what the fuck he wants so yeah um oh, where to start where to start let's see um I guess let's, let's start with the NXT call-ups um there is uh, only three NXT call-ups from Raw and then uh, SmackDown has three NXT call-ups and a whole stable. I am actually very glad Hit Row got called up, but I'm actually I am very skeptical of uh, what they're gonna do on SmackDown. Um, I guess like yeah, I guess putting them on Raw would have been better, but I I'm not sure if uh, they're gonna get enough time on SmackDown to actually you know. Uh, showcase hit row uh full time which is sad honestly i honestly expected them to uh wait until war games before uh putting hit row on the main roster but they're probably gonna put hit row after crown jewel which is pretty nice uh and it really um boost up like this mid card this smackdown mid card uh because Pretty much every main eventer went to Raw. I'm pretty sure every main eventer went to Raw. Aside from you know, the only two main eventers, at least from the men's side of things, are uh, Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre. Yes, uh, you know, Kofi Kingston has gotten uh, a push. Uh, he's gotten one WWE Championship reign. Uh, and Xavier, Xavier Woods might win king of the ring i think he's the favorite to win the king of the ring uh you know if it, if he's on it i mean <laughs> yeah but you know other than roman reigns and drew mcintyre holding it down for uh a while i think you know like roman and drew is on the same brand i think that's pretty good because it sets up a potential wrestlemania match if the rock you know if reigns versus the rock doesn't happen I think Roman versus Drew at the main event of WrestleMania is money. Uh, so I think that'd be good. Plus, 
it allows like you know this whole smackdown roster it allows that you know this mid card is stacked to the brim uh and it's gonna just improve over time and that you know some of them are obviously gonna be put in the main event scene and possibly uh you know boost up their uh stock into you know possibly beating roman reigns and i think that's good because you know look at this mid card uh isaiah swerve scott of hit row a king nakamura the current ic champion baron corbin is kind of like a mid card heel always going to be a mid card heel uh sheamus and cesaro i would love to see them you know brawl a little bit uh, Ricochet as well, Ridge Holland, Sami Zayn, you know, like, the amount of people on this mid-card is amazing, and, you know, they can re really, like, you know, this has become the work rate show, this, you know, this IC championship picture is actually pretty exciting compared to the, uh, the universal title picture. Uh, because like there's a lot of people that can win that I take off that IC championship from King Nakamura. Uh, another winner for SmackDown is the tag division. I think uh, the tag division uh, they kind of swapped the tag divisions. Uh, yeah, New Day and yeah everyone from Raw, aside from uh, three tag teams, got put into SmackDown. So. Uh, you know, the ones the tag teams left from Raw are the Hurt Business, which is good because Bobby Lashley is still there. AJ and Omos, which is good because they have a feud with current Raw tag team champions, which is RK Bro, which is also staying on Raw. So, yeah, they're the only ones that got that stayed on SmackDown and uh, on Raw, and then everyone got moved into SmackDown. Uh, you know, the low card of the tag team division, which is Viking Raiders, Garza and Corillo, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali, and then, uh, uh, you know, supposed to be Veer and Shanky, but, you know, I guess Veer is going to be on the 24-7 division a little bit, and Jinder Mahal and Shanky will be the tag team, uh, you know, put into SmackDown. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that, but it's fine. Uh, and it's very fresh. Um, and this tag division is looking pretty, pretty okay at the moment. And that, you know, it is a very, very fresh matchups that you can put on with, you know, the main, I guess, it's supposed to be the main storyline, which is a uh, new day versus Usos. It has to be right. Like they're going to uh, Usos and uh, new day will hold on for this tag division a little while until, you know, some, uh, some tag teams can uh, put, go into their ranks, uh, possibly hit row, most likely also hit row, and Viking Raiders as well. And you can put like, a, you know, amazing matches with at least those four tag teams alone. And, you know, you add in the flippy guys, which is uh, Garza, Corillo, uh, Mansoor, and Ali. And then you got a very, very high paced tag division which is great um over on to uh, raw pretty much uh almost all of uh the smackdown tag teams got put into 
uh, Raw, aside from uh, Usos, which is, you know, it's kind of on storyline. And then uh, I put Corbin, Madcap Moss on tag team, but they're pretty much men singles, so it's fine. Uh, I guess we're not uh, continuing with their sto- storyline with Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens got moved on to Raw. But anyways, uh, SmackDown tag, div- tag team division got put into Raw. I think they're gonna they're gonna feel at home there because like this raw tag di- tag team di- tag team division is great now you know uh, SmackDown tag team division can you know can be great a little bit later but raw you have RK Bro, the Mysterios, AJ and Omos, Street Profits, Alpha Academy, Academy and the Hurt Business. That's like six tag teams already. Uh, well-known tag teams already. Uh, I mean, Alpha Academy is kind of not well-known yet, but I think you know they have the potential to at least have that tag team run. And you know they're not given like that uh, tag team championship on SmackDown because the top tag teams are heels. You know the Usos are the top top tag teams, and they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna improve on SmackDown as much. As in, you know, they would in, you know, now in Raw where, you know, you can at least get to up to the higher ranks a little bit. But yeah, they were, they were uh, I believe, uh, Chad, uh, Chad and Otis are like the mid, you know, they're pretty much the final t- test for the baby faces before they go up against the Usos. And I kind of like that. Uh their position is still pretty much the same right now, but I hope that it can be uh, elevated uh, further. At least like around uh, around Money in the Bank next year. I don't know. Uh, around that time. But you know, right now, I think uh, Raw Tag Team Division is pretty stacked. Speaking of stacked, let's talk about the Raw main event scene because the Raw main event scene is loaded with stars right now big e which is definitely the right choice uh him being the first pick of raw i think is the perfect choice for big e uh so big e edge bobby lashley rollins owens balor you know and you know that's that's a lot of you know very very good individuals that can get at least like two good 20 minutes like great 20 minutes of action uh if and that's the thing with wwe like if they play their cards right i think they can have like a similarly stacked show like how aew does every single week you can have that stacked show and the only problem right now i have with the raw roster is 24 7 division i think it's pretty clear who it who uh, is going to be on that 24-7 division, uh, which is uh, Drake Maverick. I mean, like, he finally got called up from NXT uh, after getting released last year. He's been on NXT for a while. And, yeah, I guess he got called up to Raw to boost up the 24-7 division along with Akira Tozawa, R-Truth, uh, Reginald, I guess T-Bar is going to be in there now. I guess and Veer is going to be in there now. 
but yeah, I guess Austin Theory, Theory is going to be there eventually, eventually. He's going to have a feud with Jeff Hardy, but I think uh, he has found like his comedic role with the way, uh, you know, back in NXT. And it really uh, gives a, a bit more oomph on his character rather than uh, being uh, part of, you know, Andrade's stable last year. I think Austin Theory it will eventually get to the 24-7 division and it will probably add more comedy to it. But I'm fine with him having a feud against Jeff Hardy just immediately uh, and gives a, you know Jeff Hardy a bit of what to do. And that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, Damien Priest as well. Uh, Damien Priest is the current US champion and he has... A couple of people that are lined up for that U.S. title. Uh, you obviously you have Keith Bearcat Lee. I mean, Damian Priest versus Keith Lee would be a banger. Um, uh, you know, a Priest and Cross we've seen in NXT. Uh, I believe that was Karrion Cross's first match, but Cross is kind of buried right now on Raw because of his gimmick. Uh, it'll take a while before he gets to that U- U.S. title scene, at least. But yeah, you have Keith Lee, you have Kevin Owens, you have Finn Balor, Seth Rollins as well. Uh, you know, and you know, even though they could be in the U.S. championship scene, they can also be in the main event scene, which I really love. On that note, like I'm really interested to see who Big E will face after Crown Jewel. I mean, uh, they're going to have Survivor Series, so they're going to have uh, the New Day versus the Bloodline storyline. And I really hope Big E wins that one. I think Big E wins against Roman Reigns, which is crazy for me to say right now. But I really think it could happen. And, you know, uh, it gives a hard time for Kofi and Xavier on the other side. But uh, I'm really interested to see... After uh you know Survivor Series, uh who Big E faces for that WWE Championship because uh there may possibly Seth Rollins you can have Big E versus Rollins uh uh that is a very very big throwback from uh I believe the first NXT title change was Rollins versus Big E and you know. Now they're battling for the WWE Championship, which is crazy for me to say, to hear. Um, I think that is the play. I don't necessarily think anyone else would be contending for that. Uh, you know, you need to get Bobby Lashley out of the title picture for a bit, possibly. Uh, they already have this on kind of ongoing feud with RK Bro and uh uh AJ Nomas I guess you know like those three teams will probably be going in for the tag team division right now oh you know can you imagine war games <laughs> hurt business versus RK Bro and AJ Nomas like oh them having a war games match it's it's tantalizing but you know it's uh it's an nxt thing sadly you know but 
yeah, like, Bobby Lashley will probably hang out on the tag division for a bit before he eventually gets into that WWE title picture once again. But I I need a break from Lashley right now being in that title picture. So, yeah, possibly Biggie versus Seth Rollins. And we'll see what happens in the Rumble, I guess. So, yeah. Um... Uh, what else? Uh, Gable Stevenson is actually a pretty surprising pick for Raw. Uh, he hasn't trained a lot. I mean, he was at the Olympics. Uh, he won, a, I believe, a medal. I don't know which medal it was uh, for uh, America. Uh, you know, he won the Olympics. And yeah, I think he should have been in NXT a little bit first. I think him being NXT... Uh, gives a little bit of uh, leeway for uh, Vince to see what works. I mean, they're not doing well in, you know, NXT with, you know, doing that. I mean, Joe Gacy is kind of controversial right now. Uh, Braun Breaker is uh, the number one contender, which is fine. Uh, Carmelo Hayes... uh, Maybe possibly forgot that he had that he won the breakout tournament and can challenge for a title. Uh, Von Wagner is Von Wagner and Parker Bordeaux. Oh man, <laughs> Parker Bordeaux. Oh god, what the hell did they do to you? Um, <laughs> what the hell did they do to you, man? Yeah, he, you, you were supposed to... Yeah, Parker Bordeaux was supposed to be the next Brock Lesnar. He was being hyped up as uh, this uh, trainee of the WWE that they signed, I think it was a year ago. A year ago or two years ago as the next Brock Lesnar because he has that Brock Lesnar physique. He kind he kind of looks like Brock Lesnar. Uh, he was also, I believe... Uh, lives in minnesota so pretty much a uh, brock lesnar 2.0 and then uh, i don't know what the hell was that that i saw in nxt i mean i didn't watch nxt uh recently you know the recent nxt but what the hell? you know i saw the pictures and then yeah i saw i saw the pictures and just thought what the hell did they do to you because he looks awful. Uh, he looks like uh, how the hell do I? I he looks like combination of Stone Cold Steve Austin with Vampiro from Lucha Underground. <laughs> you know, like that. Like I don't know what the hell they're doing with Parker Bordeaux. They even changed his name. I f- forgot what. Uh, his name is now, but good golly, man, golly, in a way, like, I'm kind of happy that Gable Stevenson just skips everything on that, and just put, you know, just goes into Raw, I mean, you could have, uh, some squash, uh, some squash matches, uh, some, uh, matches that he can be carried on, uh, you know, matches, like, matches with Owens, matches with Lashley, you know, that he could be carried on a little bit until he gets a style that works for him. Uh, 
And, you know, maybe he doesn't need to get carried. Maybe he's kind of like Kurt Angle, where uh, Kurt Angle was amazing off the gate. But I don't think he's going to be amazing off the gate. So, uh, f- you know, just him being on high-profile matches is uh, okay, but he has to lose. You know, he has to lose. That's the thing. Um, you know, he can't... I don't think he should win a title at least for a full year. Uh, but, you know, knowing WWE, he'll probably get a little, you know, title matches here and there. But I hope he doesn't win any of them. I think it's better for, you know, Stevenson to... Uh, you know, just train a little bit, you know, train his craft, and not get pushed to the moon. Uh, another person that uh, you know p- supposed to be pushed to the moon, Cameron Grimes. I, you know, I thought I thought Cameron Grimes would be called up. Like out of all of NXT, you know, the NXT people that uh, were gonna get called up, you know, I expected uh, Zia Lee, Aaliyah. Dakota Kai as well. Uh, I'm surprised didn't make it, but you know, like at least those three, and then Cameron Grimes because Grimes hasn't been featured in NXT a lot recently. Ever since they did the 2.0 thing, he hasn't been featured in NXT, and I was hoping that he could get called up uh, to the main roster, possibly on Raw because. Corbin is doing the same shtick on this uh, SmackDown. Uh, even though, like, Cameron Grimes is better. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a better character than uh, Corbin, even though they're doing the same gimmick. Uh, but, yeah, I was hoping Cameron Grimes would possibly get called up. But I guess he's not getting get called up. Yeah, that's a little bit surprising. Uh and I kind of hope he doesn't get called up now, uh, because Raw has twenty single stars, uh, and that counts with the twenty four seven division, which is if you uh, if you delete the twenty four seven division, just delete them completely, you have uh, you know minus one, two, three, four, five, six. At least six minus the Miz who's doing Dancing with the Stars at the moment. So you have thirteen singles wrestlers for Raw, and I hope it, they all get like really good airtime. I mean, Raw is three hours. I mean, Raw is three hours. So I hope they, you know, they at least make them do something because three hours. I think three hours is enough to get everybody on board with this. Especially if, you know, you're putting six people in the 24-7 division. Uh, lastly, we'll talk about the women's division. Uh, I don't really have any uh, opinion about this women's division. Because I think the women's division, uh, it needs a little bit of a revamp from... Uh, Raw hasn't... I, the women's roster hasn't been uh, interesting, to say the least. Because, like... Uh, pretty much every person is, uh, you know, that is on top is the only ones that are getting featured. So, uh, but uh, the women's tag division is 
gutted right now. Um, uh, Natalia and Tamina uh, got split up. Uh, Shotzi and Tiga Knox got split up. So uh, you got to make some new teams. I mean, Carmella and Zelina Vega would probably be a new team. Uh, the rest, I have no clue. I have no clue what the hell they're going to do. It that makes you know, uh, if you delete, if you uh, defunct, I guess, I guess defunct is the right word. Uh, yeah, exactly. If you uh take away those uh tag team titles, it makes a stack. Uh, you know, uh, it makes a stack roster. Uh, all of a sudden, I know Alexa Bliss is, uh, Alexa Bliss is uh taking. Uh, leave at the moment and then I think that he, she's the only one that is that was drafted that is taking a leave but other than that like uh, Raw has Bel Air ASH Ripley Lynch uh, yeah that's pretty much it I don't want you know Nia Jax ever being at that uh, woman's title picture ever again and then you got Liv Morgan I think yeah I think you know uh, it really puts up like Weber wins the Belair and Lynch you could possibly uh, put Liv Morgan up there as the next title contender and you know while uh, Nikki and Rhea are on the tag team title scene I think that is a better play right now I, I always talk about, you know, better play. I, I just want to them to book, like, logical booking with this ros- rosters Because uh, this roster, even though they had, like, a WWE draft, you know, the draft isn't interesting unless you make things work. And WWE hasn't been... It hasn't been, like, consistent, compelling television as... What to AEW has been doing. AEW is kind of. Uh, uh, you know. AEW kind of has like. A, a mountain range. When it comes to uh, Dynamite. Where it starts at the tippity top. And then uh, in the middle. It kind of slows down a bit. And then it goes back to the tippity top once again. Uh, you know. Kind of like a U-curve. Uh, Raw Smackdown. Sometimes goes just way up. Or way down after like the first segment, which is not good. Um, you know, I think they just gotta. Uh, I guess the difference with AEW and WWE, at least on the weekly shows, is that uh, AEW uh, announces all of their matches immediately. Like you know, like one week, uh, either one week before the next weekly show. Or, you know, they announce it on Rampage, which is a good thing. Uh, WWE doesn't do that. They only do it at least 24 or 48 hours before the show. Which is, you know, if you're going to try and get tickets, and uh, tickets are down that right now for WWE. AEW is selling more tickets than WWE right now and for a good reason because they actually know what they're gonna you know th- what they're gonna watch <laughs> because with Raw and Smackdown you don't know what they're, you're gonna watch for Smackdown you're obviously gonna have Roman Reigns you're obviously gonna have uh, the women's division 
uh, tag division gets featured a little bit because you know it's part of Roman Reigns' storyline. And then the IC Championship is featured a little bit, and then the rest is kind of blind. Uh, but you know uh, that will all change a little, you know, a little bit for a small period of time at the moment because you know WWE has announced King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown Tournament. They're not calling it Queen of the Ring. Uh, thank goodness, uh, because Queen of the Ring is you know should stay the Queen the Queen of the Ring if you know if you know what I mean. So. They're gonna have the Queen's Crown t- tournament. Uh, I like I said, like like I said when I did wrestling updates like two months back. I think that it's gonna go to Charlotte probably. <laughs> but I, yeah, I am baffled with WWE in that you know they're really good at making tournaments. Not gonna lie, they're really good at making tournaments, but. The biggest tournament that they have, you know, which is King of the Ring. King of the Ring is the biggest tournament they have, uh, and you know, even though they do it, uh, they barely do it right now. They only do it around every two years, and that's what it's supposed to be. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. You have to uh, build it every two years, but like there consistently bad at booking King of the Ring and I don't know why the hell they're they're bad at it because look at uh, Cruiserweight Classic, Mayan Classic the breakout tournament from NXT uh, uh, what tournament did they the the recent tournament they have for Survivor Series uh, for the vacant you know, when Seth Rollins vacated the championship, that was pretty good as well. Uh, and, you know, even... Uh, yeah, they're just consistently good at making tournaments. I don't know why, when it comes to King of the Ring, they kind of shit the bed. You know, it it doesn't have to be... King of the Ring, I guess... Uh, the way to... Uh, the way to improve King of the Ring and, you know, the current Queen's Crown tournament is that, you know, you kind of have to get the title shot at the next pay-per-view. I think a title shot at the next pay-per-view makes sense. You know, especially for King of the Ring. If, you know, if if you're going to have Xavier Woods win it, you could have Roman Reigns versus Xavier Woods, you know, King Xavier Woods at TLC. And I would watch that. I would watch that so much. Because I would, I would see you know the current king get absolutely demolished by Roman Reigns, and it's fine because it's a stro- storyline, you know. And yeah, like yeah, if they get the title shot, I think it'll be much much more important to win this tournament because right now this tournament's kind of boring. This got it's got definite trash at the moment but yeah i mean king nakamura you know if nakamura stays as king and then he goes on against roman reigns at tlc like i would watch that i would watch that so i hope they give a title shot whoever wins it but knowing wwe they probably won't and yeah 
and that's kind of bad. Oh well. Um. Anyways, I'm kind. I'm kind of excited. Uh, but you know this draft is kind of underwhelming. Not gonna lie. <laughs> they put uh you know, especially tag teams and women's division. They put uh every single like you know uh. They put the women's vision on SmackDown and women's division on Raw, and they just swap swapped it. Uh, same for the tag division; they just swapped everything. And ah, uh, I I guess it's a reset. It's a big reset for WWE, and I hope they find you know the right combinations to, you know, uh, temporarily, uh, you know. Uh, hold off AEW from you know taking over as the number one wrestling company if they are uh, they're currently the number one wrestling company but AEW is definitely very very close right now I mean they're already beating Raw in the ratings twice this year so uh, that's pretty good I guess you know WWE this is hopefully the change that they needed Now we're going to talk about what has happened with the Joshi world. You know, like at least the Joshi promotions that I follow, which is Stardom and TJPW. Uh, and a little bit of, you know, update with the New Japan G1 Climax as well. So I watched, uh, you know, let's go with Stardom first, I guess. I watched uh, five star, the five-star Grand Prix final. Which happened on September twenty fifth. Uh, I watched it a little bit later to uh, see like all of the matches, like uh, enjoy pretty much every match that was in that five star. Uh, it was a pretty good show, but it's mostly uh, revolving around four matches. Uh, one which was my uh, one which is the finals, which is I mean, it's the finals. Uh, Two, it was uh, Mayu Iwatani versus Starlight Kid, which was a really, really good emotional match. Uh, because uh, it was finally time for Star Starlight Kid to finally beat Mayu Iwatani and then surpass Mayu finally. And it wasn't supposed to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Mayu wins with, I believe, yeah, Mayu wins and... Uh, that allows Momo Watanabe to advance into the finals from the A block, uh, from the Red Stars block, sorry. And then, you know, two matches from uh, the Blue Stars block, which is really good. Uh, uh, first one was the time limit draw with Shuri and Takumi Hiroha. Uh, that was really good. Yeah, like that week. The whole, you know, the whole time limit draws, like, that whole week was amazing. Uh, it, we had Danielson and Omega, and then we also had Shuri versus Iroha at, like, the same week. It's like, holy hell, like, they, yeah, just the final minute, the final minute of that match where they uh, just uh, try to hurry up and then, like, try to hurry and make pins against each other was really really fun and you know 
They're trying to get the flash pin uh, against each other was really fun at the last minute. Eventually, they didn't they didn't get the flash pin against each other. It went on to a time lip draw, which allowed uh, Shuri to advance uh, into the B block. And then uh, the third match, I kind of what I thought was good was uh, Utami versus Tam, uh, which is you know the red belt winner versus uh, the current red belt champion versus the current white belt champion. And Tam Nakano wins that one, which is, I think, gives her momentum for the next match. Uh, the next match is she's going to have for the championship. Uh, and then, of course, the finals where Shuri won against Momo Watanabe in uh, 18 minutes. And I think this was the right decision. Uh, she already had a match scheduled eventually, you know. We, we were definitely going to get that rematch eventually, Utami versus Shiri, after the worldwide, the world, the worldwide acclaim of that match. Uh, we we're definitely going to have, like, the final rematch. And, you know, Shuri winning the five star is just uh, vindication of, you know, if usually when you win the five star, uh, you get. The biggest push in the stardom like everyone is gonna get push a push in stardom but you get the biggest push when you win the five star uh utami was a very good example last year where she has gotten the mega push from stardom uh her reign hasn't been like really really uh big but it has been really really important because of you know that match with that match with Shuri was really really important in her red belt reign. So we're gonna have the rematch, and it's not the date that I thought it would be. Uh, so Shuri is gonna have that rematch on December 29th at Queendom. Uh, you know, December 29th is you know. Uh, Stardom, usually their last show is the year-end climax for the whole year. But they're going to have their last show at Queendom at Ryogoku Sumo Hall. And it's a pretty big venue. Uh, it's a venue that you NJPW usually use. But, uh, you know, it is... Uh, yeah, like... Yeah, this is the first time for Stardom to be at Rigoku Sumo Hall and the main event will be Shuri versus the winner of the Red Belt Championship uh, the winner the winner of the World of Stardom Championship match that is happening at October 9th which is tomorrow uh, so I guess we're going to go right through that card right now uh, it is the Stardom 10th Anniversary Grand Final Osaka Dream Cinderella at Osaka Joe Hall. The final uh, Osaka Joe Hall uh, uh, pay-per-view with Stardom. Uh, and we're go just going to run down a bit of the matches right now. Uh, Unagi Say Sayaka will have uh, to defend her future Stardom Championship against Ruaka. Fuedu Tai, Starlight Kid. Uh, versus Fukigen Death for the high speed championship. Weather tie versus weather tie battle. Uh, Mina Shirakawa and Mai Sakurai will take on 
two people from Marvelous, which is Ruin Kodokura and Maria. Uh, Donna Del Mondo, Maika, Himika, and Natsupoi will take on uh, Momo Watanabe, Azumi, and Sayaka Mitani of Queen's Quest. Uh, Koguma versus Hazuki in ha- Hazuki's return match to stardom after a five-year hiatus. Uh, Shuri vs. Konami, a rematch of the five-star Grand Prix. I believe Konami won that one. Yeah, Konami won a lot of really big matches, actually, which is uh, really great to see. But uh, Shuri vs. Konami, they're going to have a rematch. And then the the two main events, pretty much the two main events of the card, Tom Nakano versus Mayu Watani for the Wonder of Stardom Championship, which is the white belt. And then Utami Hayashishita versus Takumi Iroha for the World of Stardom Championship. Those two matches I really want to say. Uh, because the history of Tam, Tam Nakano and Mayu Watani dates back, you know, like four years. I believe 2017, 2018, where Tam Nakano was forced to leave Oedetai and then Iwatani picked her up and put her into stars and then you know Tom Nakano finally has a faction of her own it's a very it's it's a it's, it's storyline in the making and they kind of paused this at the beginning of the year because uh uh they had this match a 15 minute match uh I can't remember which it was it it's just a random new year stars and that is that is not the main yeah, that was the main event actually, and yeah, I I can't remember if what if it was the main event, but they went into fifteen minute draw, and then after the match, it you know it kind of set set ups for uh, set set up for uh, Unagi Sayaka's seven match trial, uh, but yeah, they they stopped the feud there, and then they're continuing it at you know this ten nine show, which is good, I think. This is basically the true test of, you know, Nakano's reign. Uh, Mayu Watani and... Yeah, I'm excited because the story... Uh, Tom Nakano is the best storyteller in stardom. When it comes to matches. And... She's gonna have a banger with Mayu Watani. Uh, and, you know... The main event of the... Main event of the card, which is Utami versus Takumi. That's just a pure work rate match. That is a pure New Japan you know, 30 minutes uh, match. And I would love to see uh, that match as well. So those are two matches that I'm really interested in. On the same day, though, uh, TJ Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling will have Wrestle Princess 2, which is their biggest show of the year. Uh, you know, one of their biggest show of the year other than the January 4th a show, uh, they just yeah yeah this is basically the biggest show of the year yeah I yeah no doubt about it, it's gonna be at Oda City Oda City Gymnasium, and this is gonna be the card uh, Palm Harajuku Raku and Ram Ram Kaichou Kaichou uh, I don't know how to pronounce I guess it, this is Kaichou I think it's silent W not silent I. Because it's definitely not Kachao. So <laughs> it's Ram Kaicho, Raku, and Palma Ujuku versus Haruna Neko, Kaya Toribami, and 
My Hero Kiryu and My Hero Kiryu's return match. Uh, My Hero My Hero took some time off, I believe, after the uh, Princess Cup, and yeah, she has. This is her return match. Uh, uh, Yuki Kamifuku and guest of the show. I uh, you know, one-off match for Venny, uh, who we saw on the AW. Women's Championship Eliminator Tournament uh, back in February. Uh, she's going to pair up with Yuki Kamifuku to take on Nao Kalkuta and Marika Kobashi. And then uh, another person that we saw in that AEW Women's Tournament, Riho, will be going back to TJPW, teaming up with Shoko Nakajima, and they will take on the tag team of Suzume and Orisa Endo. And Another yeah, and then uh, next match, uh, they kind yeah I believe yeah yeah just two and two just two, straight straight up two and two. Uh, Yuki Ar- Arai will take on I uh, Yuki Arai will tag team with one of the ma- one of the up up girls Mia Watanabe, and they will take on Aja Kong and Mocha Miyamoto, and then uh, this next match was uh, changed into a triple threat. Uh, Hyper Misao versus Nadoka Tema versus the returning Rika Tatsumi. Uh, and then the three uh, championship matches on the main event of the show Hikari Noah versus Yuki Aino for the International Princess Championship. Niu Bishikigun, uh, which, which is Mei Saint Michelle and Saki Sama, will take on. The Magical Sugar Rabbits, which is Mizuki and Yuka Sakazaki, for the Princess Tag Team Championship. And finally, the rematch that I really want to see. <laughs> the rematch that I really want to see. Miyu Yamashita will take on the Princess Cup winner. Maki Ito for the Princess of Princess Championship. And that is your main event of Wrestle Princess 2. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, that's a lot of matches that I really want to watch. Uh, and we're going to have SmackDown, King of the Ring, uh, the same day. We're going to have a G1 show at the same day. Holy hell, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of matches going on in the wrestling world. And yeah, I'm very, very excited. I'm very excited. So that's going to be the end of the show today uh yeah yeah that's a little i guess a little bit short i I don't think it's short it's actually not short but uh yeah it's a little bit of a preview of you know just a little couple of wrestling stuff before you know we turn a leaf to the nba uh nba is starting real soon Uh, i've been watching a couple of preseason games uh particularly with the lakers uh I've been watching a couple of preseason games, and you know, to prepare f- for the NBA season, uh, and I am so excited. I'm actually pretty excited. So the next time you'll see me is gonna be at October. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna uh, put the power rankings into four parts, into two parts, or two parts yet, but. Eastern Conference and Western Conference are definitely sep- definitely separate podcast rankings. So, uh, 
yeah, basically, uh, I will be uh, uploading them next week. I haven't recorded it, but I'm really, really excited to, you know, talk about uh, the upcoming NBA season and covering for and the NBA season for the first time. Uh, I am very excited, and this should be fun. So, anyways, uh, that is the end of the podcast this week, and I will see you guys on uh, next week. Next week, I don't have a tentative date yet, so. Yeah, I'll see you guys on next week. Peace.